deadlined date. This was such a mistake. I should have known something was wrong when I first saw Laura. We were set up by a mutual friend of ours who was known for her wicked sense of humor, but even I wondered what Sandra was thinking. You see, I'm five foot eight and 140 pounds. While I'm not a bad-looking guy, my features could best be described as delicate, or less insultingly as boyish. Laura is an Amazon. I don't say that lightly. She stands five foot ten inches tall, and her body is nothing short of amazing. Our weight is probably pretty close, but her 34-26-37 frame had a lean athletic power to it, while still remaining sexy and feminine. In the right light and dressed to thrill, she looked as sexy as any girl on the hottest club dance floors. From her long brown hair to her size 10 Jimmy Choo's, this girl was out of my league. I knew our date was going to go badly from the moment I saw her. She looked so hot as to be intimidating, with her long legs stretching out beneath her red lycra mini-dress. I immediately noticed the pantyhose she was wearing. Nobody wears them anymore, but they're such a fetish for me, and they hugged every inch of her silky smooth legs. Unfortunately, I showed up looking neat and polished, but considerably underdressed in my polo shirt and jeans. At that time, I had grown my hair out a bit, and the style was what I would call relaxed, but others sometimes called it unkempt. We started making small talk, but it was pretty clear that she wasn't buying what I was selling. I made a joke about Sandra setting us up as a prank, and even that went over poorly. She rolled her eyes and told me, Just order us another round of drinks. I need to go to the bathroom. I made the order. The bar was quiet at four in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Even the bartender was shaking his head at me in pity as he poured the Long Island iced teas. I brought the drinks back to our table and then I sat. For nearly 30 minutes I sat, nursing my drink, when it occurred to me that Laura was probably gone. I was mad at Sandra for setting us up, but I couldn't blame Laura entirely for ditching such a terrible blind date. I made my way back to the women's bathroom just to confirm my suspicions. The only other one in this place was a waitress, so I wasn't too worried about walking in on anybody. I knocked on the door and I called out Laura's name. What the fuck, man? She called back. I just wanted to see if you were all right, I called back. The next thing I knew, Laura threw open the door. Her hand grabbed me by the neck of my polo shirt. She dragged me into the room, and I stumbled across the tile before I got my balance. Oh, I'm just fine, Stevie, she laughed. I thought we'd play a little game. A game, I questioned. In the ladies' room? Yeah, she giggled. See, I posted on Facebook about the loser I was out with, but none of my friends would believe it so I told them I'd get some pictures and show them just what a little panty-waist bitch I was out with. What the hell? I asked indignantly. Laura advanced on me aggressively. 
I moved cautiously, but she was too fast for me. Her right hand formed a fist, and she punched me hard enough in the stomach to knock the wind out of me. The force of the blow actually knocked my feet a couple of inches off the ground. I doubled up in discomfort, and I could feel the drinks I had consumed making its way back up to my throat. Laura grabbed my shoulders and pushed down, sending me sprawling onto the floor. As I attempted to regain my breath, Laura kicked off her shoes and began to remove her pantyhose. I was confused by her behavior, but more concerned about my own predicament. I managed to get to my knees before I felt all 145 pounds of Laura jump on my lower back. She grabbed my right wrist with her right hand and jerked it behind my back. I could feel her holding her pantyhose in her left hand as her left forearm forced my face flush against the cold bathroom tile. Oh, you're not leaving now. The party's just getting started, princess, laughed Laura. I could feel her begin to encircle my right wrist in pantyhose. She was tying me up. Hey, let me go, I cried out. I've got a better idea, she said calmly. Give me your other hand. I tried to keep my left arm out of her reach, but she dug her knee into the small of my back and began putting pressure on my right arm. I said, give me your other hand, bitch. I couldn't hold out anymore. I reluctantly put my other hand behind my back, and she took it and finished binding my wrists together. She used the whole length of pantyhose to tie my wrists and to cinch the bonds. I was trapped. She continued to sit on the small of my back, resting her weight on her forearm, driving my face into the cold tile as she teasingly taunted me about how easily she had overpowered and restrained me. She got up and gave my ass a playful slap. Why are you doing this? I asked, truly afraid for the first time. When did I give you permission to speak, princess? She snarled, rolling me over onto my back so I was facing her. You don't want me to gag you, and you certainly don't want me to taser you, so lay still and don't make a sound. If you don't cooperate and do exactly what I say, you are going to be in a world of hurt. Do you understand? I didn't know if she had a taser or not, but I knew without use of my arms, this girl was powerful enough to hurt me bad without one. I decided that keeping my mouth shut was the best option, and watched as Laura grabbed her purse. But instead of reaching for a taser, she removed a bottle of foundation, which, after warning me not to speak, she proceeded to spread over my entire face. Wow, you're lucky our coloring is very similar, she said. Now you just stay perfectly still and don't move unless I tell you. I lay there too frightened to resist as she applied blush, eyeshadow, and eyeliner. She was quite happy with the smoky effect she had achieved on my eyes. I obeyed her instructions to blink my lashes while she caked them with a deep, dark, waterproof mascara. My lashes were fully coated when she was done. Almost done, she said screwing the cap on the mascara and grabbing her lipstick. 
Now pucker your lips, bitch. I did as she said, and soon my lips were a bright crimson. Laura grabbed a pink scrunchie and put my hair into a feminine ponytail before removing my belt and pulling down my pants. She took my wallet and keys before neatly folding my pants and leaving them on the sink. I was feeling very self-conscious to be naked from the waist down in front of her. Oh my, she giggled. You really thought you were going to satisfy me with that tiny thing? Of course, I know I'm a little smaller than average, but I wasn't tiny. Besides, I'm not a really big guy. I think four and a half inches is rather proportionate for my size. I still felt the sting of her cruel humiliation as she reached into her bag and pulled out a spare pair of panties. I think these are going to be just right for you, princess, she said as she stretched the waistband of a pair of purple panties from Victoria's Secret Pink Collection. Now we're really going to have some fun. Fun? Please just let me go, I pleaded. Not going to happen, she said as she bent over to wrap my belt around my ankles and buckle it tight. I told my friends I was on a blind date with a real loser, but you know what they say about a picture being worth a thousand words. Now, smile. To this point, I had obeyed every command she gave me. But this was different. Other people would see these photos, and at least one was a mutual friend. I sure wasn't about to cooperate in my own humiliation. Okay, have it your way. She bent down and threw a punch at my unprotected balls. That was about a four. Do you want to see what an eight feels like? Now smile. I gasped for air, but continued to flop around like a fish out of water. I took a couple of deep breaths and looked into her eyes for any hint of compassion. Finding none, I proceeded to put on a smile that satisfied Laura, and she snapped several pictures. She took a strapless bra from that damn bag of hers and strapped it around my chest, filling it with toilet paper for another half dozen pictures before smiling next to me in a couple more shots. Wow, you're getting a lot of likes and even some shares on my Facebook page, Barbie doll, she giggled. Her reverie was interrupted by the waitress I had seen outside entering the bathroom. Oh my God, what the hell is going on? Stammered the startled waitress. Sorry, said Laura. We didn't think anybody would be in here. Why is he tied up like that? Said the waitress as she calmed down only slightly. It's just a game we play. He likes it, assured Laura as she looked down at me with her piercing brown eyes. I probably should have made my break for it then and there, but I didn't see how this would end well for me if I crossed Laura. In a best-case scenario, I'd be running through the bar to make a getaway in a bra and panties and full makeup. I didn't see that I had much choice.
It's right. I do. I lied reluctantly. I'll tell you what, Tina, said Laura, reading her name tag. If you would open the emergency exit for us and help us out to the car, it'd be worth 50 bucks to us. I don't know about this, said Tina reluctantly. Well, then, let's call it a hundred, smiled Laura as she reached into my wallet and withdrew five fresh $20 bills. Tina put aside her doubts and opened the emergency exit. Laura unstrapped my belt and I shuffled out to her car in my bare feet. They eased me into Laura's red EOS convertible. That's a creative use for a pair of pantyhose, laughed Tina. Thanks, a girl's got to use what she's got, smiled Laura, grabbing a roll of duct tape from the back seat. Would you mind holding his ankles together for me? Not at all, laughed Tina. He sure is kinky. Laura wrapped several straps of the silver tape around my ankles and then belted me into the seat. She thanked Laura profusely and then asked Tina to pose for a picture with me. Tina leaned forward and kissed me on the cheek, producing yet another embarrassing picture of me for Laura to send her friends. As we drove out of the parking lot and onto the road, I felt so exposed in the front seat. Nobody could really see I was tied up unless they looked extremely close. But any casual observer would see my bra, panties, and makeup. The scrunchie helped, but my hair didn't look particularly feminine and my body didn't really either. As we got to a rather long stoplight, I tried to slink down in my seat, but Laura demanded I sit upright. We passed the time by looking up the comments my pictures had drawn on her Facebook page. They were voicing concerns that I was too hairy or needed heels or just laughing at my predicament. I noticed Laura looking in the rearview mirror and smiling. I had no idea what she saw, but noticed she had begun driving more slowly. I soon heard loud music blaring behind my right shoulder. Tied like I was, turning back inconspicuously was out of the question, but the sound of laughter confirmed my worst fears. Pulling up beside us, a jeep full of four college-age girls had noticed us. By the time we hit the next stoplight, they had spotted the bindings on my wrists, figured out my true gender, and were laughing and catcalling up a storm. Oh my god, you are my hero, a strawberry blonde girl yelled at Laura. A tall brunette girl asked, is he in trouble? Is that why he's tied up like that? Was he bad? He is in a lot of trouble. Can you believe one of my friends set the two of us up on a blind date? Responded Laura. So is he your bitch? Laughed the strawberry blonde. Yes, smiled Laura. Yes, she is. The three girls left the vehicle. They ran over to our car and huddled in so that they could have their picture taken with me. Great. I was going to be appearing on somebody else's Facebook page, I was sure. Meanwhile, Laura was eating up the attention. 
The girls honked their horn at us as they sped off, laughing all the way. I tried to tell Laura that she had had her fun and to let me go, but she would have none of it. She finally told me she was tired of my bitching, and if I didn't shut up, she'd be using the duct tape on my mouth. I kept my mouth closed for the next ten minutes before Laura pulled over on a commercial street. I had no idea where she was taking me, but as Laura got out of the car, I looked at the building we were parked in front of and noticed a sign above the door that read, Alondra Salon. Laura opened the door for me, but I looked down at my feet, reminding her that she had securely taped my ankles together. Hop, said Laura, in a very authoritative tone that I wasn't about to question. With Laura bracing my right elbow, she had me march to the salon door, where a very stylish-looking redhead opened the door, urging us to hurry inside. You are crazy, Laura said the redhead with a laugh. I could lose my job over this stunt of yours. I know, Jennifer, you're the best, smiled Laura. Where do you want the patience? Jennifer scrunched her mouth and began shaking her head before turning to Laura with an apologetic look and sighing. I'm sorry, Laura, but if he's not going to cooperate, I can't get his armpits with his hands like that, and I can't get his legs very well like that either. He won't cooperate, sighed Laura. But that won't be a problem. He's a pretty big wimp. Really? smiled Jennifer as she motioned to the waxing table. This sounds like fun. Are you going to cooperate? smiled Laura. Are you insane? There is no way I'm letting you bitches wax me, I said angrily. Suit yourself, but I am going to untie you, and you will have a chance to make a run for it, said Laura as she pulled the familiar duct tape from her purse. But I promise you, if I have to tackle you and retie you by force, it's going to be a lot harder for you. You know I kicked your ass before, and you know I can do it again before you can get that tape off your ankles. As Laura went behind me and untied my wrists, I looked down at the tape restraining my ankles and the door, which seemed so far away. Even if her friend didn't interfere, I couldn't fight Laura without use of my feet. If I did get away, where would I go? My clothes were locked in her car, and I was far from home. Well, asked Laura. I began hopping over in the direction of the table. Jennifer and Laura giggled at my cowardice, but in truth it was the only decision I really could make. She took my wrists and tied them in front of me with the pantyhose, before using the last bits of leg to cinch the knot and tied my hands over my head to the table. She then cut my ankles free of the duct tape and removed the tape residue from my ankles. Well, that's one area we won't have to wax, laughed Jennifer as she saw where the tape removed the hair on my ankles. Laura fingered the waistband of my panties and then thought better of it. 
We were going to give you a Brazilian, but since you cooperated, we'll save you that pain. Which I'm pretty sure would be about the worst thing you felt in your life. Laura taped my ankles to the legs of the table, spreading my legs wide. She also put duct tape over my mouth because she was sure I'd yell at the waxing to come. If the truth were told, I probably would have. Jennifer took no delight in causing my pain and tried to be as professional as one could be when waxing a bound man. I was too sore to even put up much of a fight when they rolled me over so that she could get my back. This time she did pull down the panties so she could get my rear as well. When the process was finally completed, my body was hairless except for what little hair I had on my crotch area. She even used the wax to give me more feminine eyebrows. I complied as Laura retied my hands behind my back and led me over to the salon part of the shop. Jennifer's excitement was obvious. I was placed in the chair and further restrained. To be honest, I was in no condition to resist at this point. My gag was removed, but I was smart enough to keep my mouth shut. I used to love dressing up the neighbor boys when I was a girl. They made the best dolls, but I can do things to you I could never do back then. This is going to be so much fun, beamed Jennifer. Just be gentle, I pleaded. Oh, the painful part is done, princess, laughed Jennifer. The physically painful part anyway, smiled Laura as she pinched my cheek. Things began to pick up for me. Jennifer lowered the back of the chair until my neck was stretching over the sink. The warm water and her massaging hands felt relaxing as Jennifer washed and rinsed my hair. I had a very full head of thick brunette hair that I hadn't cut in months. Unfortunately, my hair washing was soon followed by a hair cut. I couldn't see the mirror, which had been covered, but I knew I wasn't going to like what I saw. Jennifer began by combing some of my hair to the front and separating it into sections. She began cutting at the nape of my neck. She was using only a scissors and comb for most of the process, but judging by her reaction as well as the constant snickering I was getting from Laura, I knew I was in trouble. When it was over and they finally let me see it, I had a bob haircut with very distinctive bangs. I had no idea how I could ever make hair like that look masculine and was resigned to shave my head when I got home. The girls seemed to be in a hurry for some reason, so Jennifer painted my toes a bright red and applied a matching pair of fake nails to my fingers, which required untying my wrists. Laura was going to retie them to the chair arms, but she took one look at me and knew I wouldn't be resisting. After wiping off the makeup that Laura put on me, Jennifer went to work. She was like an artist as she carefully selected each color and each brush. The makeup began to change my face, and I was in awe. I was beginning to look like a very cute girl. The bob had changed my appearance considerably, and the makeup was rapidly softening my appearance. You know, said Jennifer, 
He's going to turn out great. If Britta can set her up with the right outfit, she's going to be a knockout. Who's Britta? I asked. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, Melissa. You can't just wear a bra and panties all day, you slut, laughed Laura. Melissa? asked Jennifer. It just came to me, but I think I like it, replied Laura as she retaped my hands behind my back. Me too, smiled Jennifer. Speaking of Britta, I better get Cinderella hair over to her. You are the best, Jennifer, said Laura. Jennifer stepped forward and put her arms around my shoulders. She then gave me an almost chaste kiss on the cheek, being careful not to mess my makeup. You're going to be a knockout, Melissa. Go make me proud said Jennifer in a soft and seductive voice. I was awoken from an almost pleasant reverie by Laura smacking me painfully on the bottom. Even her playful swat stung a little and sent me jumping. With her behind me, I made my way out to the car and hoped nobody would notice me as I waited for her to open the car. The sun was setting, but I was still terribly exposed. You know, if anybody sees you now, they'll think you're an actual girl, said Laura. A girl tied up wearing only a bra and panties, I said. Well, if you've got it flaunted. Besides, we're going to take care of that little problem, laughed Laura. As the car started up and sped down the street, I felt a little less conspicuous. I wasn't totally convinced that I looked like a girl but I was pretty sure that with my new hair and makeup, I'd at least be harder to recognize, and that was at least something. What a strange date this had been. I was definitely going to give Sandra a piece of my mind for leading me into this psycho's clutches. Finally, the car stopped in front of an upscale boutique. I knew where we were headed from the mannequins in the window wearing extremely sexy dresses. If I were to be dressed like that, even fully clothed, it'd still be very embarrassing. The sign above the store said peppermint and had a picture of a tongue sticking out between some very red lips to lick a peppermint stick. Unlike the salon, this shop was definitely open for business and was blaring dance music. Laura was immediately spotted by a tall woman with blonde hair wearing a red dress with black leather wet-look panels down the side and at the waist. The handful of customers in the store paid me no never mind as if people shopping in only a bra and panties were commonplace here. Laura introduced the blonde to me as Britta, and Britta gave me a good once-over before declaring me amazing. Laura untied me, and the girls began shoving dresses into my arms before I carried eight of them with me into a changing room. As I shimmied into a tight blue dress that came to mid-thigh on me and had the left side completely cut out of the dress at my waist and around to the back of the outfit, I looked in the mirror. I couldn't see a hint of masculinity anywhere. And I had to admit that I was actually kind of hot. Laura swapped out my bra and panties for a much sexier red pair and a pair of sheer black stockings. 
Britta placed a pair of silicone breast forms in the cups of the bra, giving me C cups. The dress they finally settled on for me was a black dress. Along the sides were appliques which exposed skin, and the dress was just about as short as I could legally wear. However, it didn't show any cleavage, though it did display my shoulders. It had some spandex in it, so it was naturally tight and curve-hugging. Britta brought me over a pair of zebra-print pumps with a three-inch heel. As Britta slipped the shoes on me, the girls commented about how well I turned out. I felt so awkward as I stumbled, trying to learn to get my balance in the towering heels. I was actually kind of amazed at how little attention I was drawing in this shop. Britta rang up my purchases, which only came to about $120. I didn't have much choice but to give her my visa. After the purchases were paid for, Laura again reached for the dreaded duct tape, but Britta stopped her. Here, use these. It'll be easier to put on and take off. You can return them next time you see me, said Britta, tossing Laura a pair of handcuffs. Thanks, Britta, you think of everything, said Laura, handcuffing me with all the expertise of a veteran police officer. I was actually getting kind of used to being restrained, to tell you the truth. Getting to the car was a bit difficult. We walked around for a little bit to get me used to my new shoes. I naturally took small mincing steps and sort of got the hang of it. As we drove across town to some mystery location, I felt a lot more confident. I was still attracting a great deal of attention, but at least it was more looks of admiration from guys rather than people laughing at me. We finally pulled to a stop downtown by Vibrancy. I had heard of Vibrancy before. It was one of the hottest clubs in the city and a lot different from the bar where I had picked to begin our date. I turned my back toward Laura so that she could uncuff me. Melissa, I'm going to let you go here, but I'm taking the handcuffs and duct tape in my purse. If you cross me or act like a wallflower, I'm going to leave you handcuffed, kneeling in a stall in the men's room, and I promise you'll get some real action tonight, said Laura as she took the cuffs off of me. I won't cross you, Laura. What do you want me to do? I asked, rightfully a bit scared. Just come inside and have some fun. You're going to get a lot of male attention. Don't discourage it. If a guy asks you to dance or wants to buy you a drink, you let him, understand? She asked me. I just nodded my head. I wasn't crazy about the idea of male attention. We made our way inside, and Laura immediately began going up to guys and telling them about her shy friend who thought they were cute. She wasn't kidding about getting a lot of male attention. It felt awkward, and it took no time at all for my feet to begin aching in those ridiculous heels. Guys bought us drinks, and I did my best to flirt with them. I even had a few guys kiss me on the dance floor. However, after a couple of hours, Laura took me out on the dance floor, and I found myself surprisingly enjoying myself. Laura was probably part Amazon, but she moved with such a lithe grace on the dance floor, and there was no denying her absolute beauty. 
My smile wasn't lost on Laura. I see that smile. Somebody is enjoying herself, laughed Laura. I guess I am, actually. I can't believe I'm saying that, I replied. Why did you do this to me? Was it all just because I'm short? Why did I do what to you? asked Laura. You know, the kicking my ass, tying me up, putting me in a dress. Did I really piss you off that much? I responded. Laura just laughed and put her arms around my neck. It was clear that I was the girl in this dance. You didn't piss me off, she laughed. This is just what I do. I like being in control of the situation. I've had a blast tonight, and as we're dancing close, I can feel you did, too. This is your idea of a date? I asked, shaking my head. Yeah, evidently our friend Sandra thought you'd like it, she said. I'm going to kill Sandra. You really scared me. I guess it was a fun first date, but I hope I'll be wearing pants if we go out again, I laughed. If? We went through a lot of trouble to make you look that good. Just don't count on wearing boy clothes when you're with me, or I'm going to have to kick your ass again and take them off you, she smiled. Is that a threat? I asked. Only if you want it to be. Only if you want it to be, she smiled. Somehow, I hit the jackpot.